thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and welcome to episode 127 of Crossover Commerce. This is my corner of the internet where I bring the best and brightest experts in the Amazon and e-commerce space to your screen or to your ears so that you can learn and grow your Amazon and e-commerce business, of course, sharing their insights and selling online or even just starting their own businesses, whatever they did to elevate themselves and move their businesses forward, I want them to share and uh, squeeze every little bit of information out of them. That's my job for you, the listener. So we're going to be doing that today. But as always, this podcast is presented by Crossover. This Crossover Commerce podcast is presented by Ping Pong Payments. Ping Pong has now produced and works with over 100, or excuse me, 1 million customers and over 100 $50 million a day in cross-border payments, facilitating to date $90 billion in cross-border payments. That's right, $90 billion in cross-border payments that we do. When you sign up for free today, you can pay your supplier, pay your manufacturer, your VA, whatever entity if you're selling in multiple marketplaces worldwide, you can use ping pong to help save you money, put that money towards your bottom line, and of course, grow your business. That being said, go ahead and sign up for Ping Pong Payments today in that link in the show notes below in the comment section. Go ahead and do that. After the show, of course, don't want to miss a second of this episode. That being said, success comes in many ways as an online entrepreneur. And to do that as a seller, a service provider, and in the event industry is very rarefied air. And that's why this guest is super exciting to me to come on today, especially as the timing of this episode happens to appear uh, around one of the, we call it the Oscars of the e-commerce world. It's It's been known as, and has been referred to me as, it is talking about Prosper. And that was, he was one of the co-founders of Prosper Show. We're talking about Aton Wiener of Gatita. And so now he is also, was in the event space. He was an Amazon seller and exited his business, but then also is now in the service industry and recently became CEO of Katita. And of course, Aton, let me go ahead and bring you into Crossover Commerce is right now. Uh, let me go ahead and bring you there. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. And I had just had our title card on over so no one got to see me and my exciting expressions talk about you. So with that being said, that's the beauty of live show, right? I'm uh, producing and doing live shows all at the same time time so uh but welcome to crossover commerce it's a pleasure having you on especially around this time uh in your busy schedule thanks yeah thanks for having me it's a exciting time getting ready for prosper coming back strong and uh i'm happy to be on the show I, i'm a big fan of your podcasts well i mean i appreciate that and, and from you that that's actually a lot that's that's like uh robert de niro saying uh to oh. another coming actor uh giving a blessing in an acting uh world or something like that so uh, uh, hardly, hardly <laughs> at level, but but um, no, it's cool. I, I I I like the vibe. I like the the guests. I've seen a bunch of them. Um, yeah, I, yeah. It, that's the exciting thing too. You're 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 now in the service industry. I've had uh, Yoni, uh, obviously co-founder of Gatita, and now and I've also had uh, the very first show. Your new CEO, CMO, Rob Stanley, yeah, uh, was on the show when he was back with uh, a couple former companies ago. But that being said. You've you've been around the block around time too. So what what's it like in this time of era? You've like I said, I called the Holy Trinity when we were first talking about this. We we're talking about the event space. We we're talking about the seller space, and now you're in the service space. You're successful in all three. So what's it like being just ultra successful at everything you touch? <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, no, thank you for saying that. Uh, I'm not ultra successful at everything I touch, and I like to start by saying that always that I failed at many, many things and I do every day. So don't think uh, that success comes easy. And I like to say the harder you work, the luckier you get. But um, yeah, I've had some successes, lots of failures. So that's important to know. Obviously, you know that, but just to make it clear to everyone, it takes a lot of time and hard effort and work. Um, but because of that work, I think I was successful in, in, these, in these different areas and we could talk about them. But even within these areas, like obviously there's struggles and there's different levels of success and there's Money success or happiness success. So it's a deep topic, but thank you for saying that and no, for comparing me to Robert De Niro. That's that's pretty. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. Um, well, I mean, the Godfather. I would call you the Godfather. Well, people. Okay, so let, let's talk about this list of people. Let, let's go, jump into the event space. So we're going to cover all three topics and okay. just jump into that right there. You let's let's talk about these heavy hitters that helped co-founded Prosper Show. And this was back in what 2016 that you yeah. had founded Prosper Show. This is. 
yourself, James Thompson, who was one of the first Amazon, uh, you know, employees, also founder of, uh, is a buy box experts. Here we're talking about, um, Chad Rubin and co-founder or founder of Scubano who just exited their business. Okay. Yep. So across the board, you're talking to, and Jason, uh, excuse me, Joseph oh. Hansen. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, all of you have this vast experience in the Amazon and e-commerce world. Go through the process of coming up with an event like Prosper, where you're going to see hundreds, if not thousands of Amazon sellers, service providers, just anyone in the uh, e-commerce and the Amazon space yeah. going to be flocking to Vegas. What was that like creating that event? It just, just to start off with, if you will, like it's funny, <laughs> those guys, James, Joe, they run Buybox Experts now. Chad, Scubana, and the Quantum Networks, the company I, I uh, ran and managed with my partner, Jonathan Goldman, for like 12 years. So we all sold our companies, I think, within the last year too, which is interesting. Maybe it's a good, a good omen. There's a whole <laughs> story about that and why and how. But let me tell you about Prosper because it's interesting how now it's the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever you call it. So I appreciate the compliment. I also have to preface by the fact that James Thompson uh, was, you know, to the large majority effort of all the work and labor and everything that everyone enjoys today was his work. The guy is amazing. Everyone knows, uh, and everything that he does, he was one of my initial Amazon reps and that's how I met him. Really? Well, that, that back. So in 2011, <laughs> when quantum started selling on Amazon, he kind of took us to a different level and was amazing, even though it wasn't his job because he was just doing everything. Cause he's just an amazing person. <clears throat> Same thing with prosper. It, it was like a very tall task and he just did it in an amazing way. So the large majority of the work was done by James. Obviously, I helped. I helped uh, onboard some of the vendors. Believe it or not, there were only 30 vendors or 25 in Salt Lake City in 2016. And then before COVID in 2019, I think there were 130 vendors. You know, wow. 20, in 2016, there weren't any advertising companies because there was no Amazon advertising. Only only four or five years ago. Now there's like nine, uh, et cetera, right. et cetera. <clears throat> but to take you back to the story, we all went to the Channel Advisor Catalyst show. So if you go back to 2015 e-commerce shows, you have Catalyst, which is Channel Advisor's show, which is, you know, they're a cool company. It's a little biased, like, you know, right. we're Channel Advisor, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, here's some content, like, use our service. Like, that's fine. Yeah, like, they're entitled to do deal. that. Yeah, it's a big right. selling. But it's event. like a little, yeah, exactly. right. So so it's cool. It's actually amazing what some, some of the things that they do. Um, but we, we were all at the show, me, Joe, James, and Chad, because, like, that was a cool show to go to. I think Mark Lore from Jet was there. He just, like, did the whole Jet like startup thing for whatever billion dollars. So, like, yeah, it was sold cool. as two bill, two point one billion dollars to Walmart or something like that. Yeah, it was like it was like all going down, or he just came out with Jet, whatever. It was like a lot of uh, hoopla. It was in the I think the not the Vidar, the Aria uh, in Vegas, and like again, I've been to small shows and I've been to Amazon sponsored shows, but this was like the show, and I'm like, we're all sitting together, we're like like this is cool, but like. Where's the great content? Where's the like diversity in booths? Channel Advisor is a really cool community and they enable like larger companies and their public company, whatever. They, they do things very many things well. But like it wasn't like the show that, that, that I guess could or should have been. So we're like, hey, why don't we just like do a show? Again, mostly James's inception idea, but we just spoke about it that night and thereafter. And that's how it started. We're like, okay, we're going to do a show the following, you know, February in Salt Lake City because it's not so expensive and like, you know, Joe's from Salt Lake and like we can get a good, you know, a good rate and like we know what we were doing. <laughs> but we started by saying, really James started by saying, let's get the best service provide. Let's get the best content uh, possible by the best people in the industry. And let's diversify it a little. So you have, um, you know, someone spoke about exits even then when that wasn't like a hot thing someone right. spoke about you know multi-channel someone spoke about it was actually cool the first show was a little wild west we actually pitted competitors against each other on the same stage which would never happen right because everything's great. like paid sponsorship like i'm paying and then i'm speaking which is kind of where prosper kind of got to now uh that it was bought by a corporation but it was really cool like you had a bunch of the multi-channel providers like scubana and seller cloud and techometrics all these guys like duking it out and it got a little it got a little dirty it got a little interesting and but it was cool. It was like the first of its kind. And like it was so successful as far as attendees. I think we had like four or 500 sellers and we were thrilled. I think two weeks before, we, we only had like 100. We thought like, oh God, this is going to be a disaster. And like everyone just signed up the last week. And, you know, the, just, just from the food to the planning to this, it worked great. And it was successful. And that like led to, to the future. And every year after the event, you know, James would take a survey 
of like what was good, what was bad, and he would pivoted the content to like the last year where there was like three separate tracks for private label, for wholesale, for arbitrage, for retail, for international. Tons of great speakers. Again, no pay to play, all really great content. And the idea was people will come to hear the content and then the vendors and then the vendors will come to exhibit because there's people there. And that's just what happened. Right. And that's why we eventually got to 130 vendors. Um, and again, then we sold this we sold Prosper to this company called Emerald, which is the largest trade show company in the world. It's a public company. Mm -hmm. um, in 20, late 2017, 2018, they were interested in tying it together to all their shows, right? They have like a gun show and a pet show and a dog show and a toy show. But as you know very well, like everything's e-commerce and online and trade shows are kind of old school. So what if they mm -hmm. had this Amazon track? So Prosper was kind of supposed to be that. It's still just its own show. The idea is to kind of inculcate it into all their divisions and have education which is smart on their part. So they bought it. Uh, we Sorry, we tag teamed in Vegas for the next two years at ASD, which is a big wholesale show. And the goal was mm -hmm. to like, you know, marry a little before you date a little before you get married. And then they, they, they acquired it. And then they ran it for the first time before COVID. And then obviously last year it was virtual. So that's right. the, that's the longish story of the evolution and, and whatnot for people who want to know the background. And because of that, it's like a really great show. And this year they're running it on their own. Um, we'll see how that goes. And yeah, I'm going to be there more on the exhibiting side, which is interesting. And yeah, that's, that's a shortish story. Well, yeah. And plugging for this one, I already got a little prosper show. It's uh, going to be next week at 13th, 15th in uh, Vegas. If you're going to be going by, I believe but we are next to each other, believe it or not, ping pong and Katita's booth is actually going to be yeah. right next to each other. So if you're going to see one, come say hi to both. Um, yeah, we're going to be guys, there. We're going to be there with a nice big booth, I think, near you guys and some others. We're also running some some parties and events and, like, like lots of different things. I could, I could send that a link or show you guys later. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. Well, of course. And that, that's a, the genesis of your this show is super fascinating for me because every event that comes to fruition, like you said, we, we call it the one of the bigger shows in the e-commerce space. There's, of course, all these other great ones that are a little bit smaller. I think this would be one of the biggest ones that – happens around the world, happens to be in Vegas, happens to be next week, and it's grown to such lengths that you have all these offshoots, right, of content, masterminds, you have exclusive parties, you have big parties, you have events that are vying for attention from sellers, you have people connecting, and it just so happens to be right around the time of yeah. when lockdowns are starting to lift on a lot of worldwide countries. And of course, not for everyone that can attend, but people who can attend, a lot of people are just super excited to meet partner up uh and connect so to to be honest since since you're like this is your kid growing up and now you're like you said this is their first year in college and you, they're kind of off and doing their own thing now what's it gonna be like are you gonna be critiquing behind the scenes or are you gonna be solely focused on just being there as a service provider and that's no, gonna I, be easier said than done or what's gonna so, be the thing for your mind so even the last show they were kind of like running it so like the point is to let them do it i don't even think right. james and the rest of the crew are coming i'm just coming because of katita at my new position which we'll talk about sure um and i just i like being there and i like networking um but just to touch on your point a bit if i if you will there mm. were no shows then we started prosper and whether it's copycats or whether it's like that's fine like uh analogous events there's so many other shows that popped up after um i mean i could probably name like not so many, but many, probably five or six good shows uh, within the U.S. and Europe. And then, to your point, all these masterminds, groups, um, Facebook groups, exclusive groups. So, like, we're, we're, we're sponsoring events with, like, you know, Brandon Young's group and Tim Jordan's group and Empowery and Titan and all these groups that I learned about. I, when I was a seller, I wasn't really privy to them or there wasn't this community help. There's such a strong community that you probably are aware of, too, in all these pockets. And case in point, like, we're sponsoring three or four actually five four or five events all different Seems like more but all, you guys are sponsoring a lot yeah from all different color yeah thank yeah I, I i love that concept where we can meet sellers and explain and educate what we do because most people don't understand the value which, which we'll talk about but there's so many different groups and like it's just just like endless the first process there was no after parties there was no anything because like it wasn't a thing now there's so many shows and and, and when then with when COVID happened there's so many webinars and podcasts like it's really amazing like just think about you know, four years ago today, it was like none of this existed, zero, no, none of the real group. Like they were just starting. They were just starting. Now you have groups with like 10,000 people that are super active. It's really uh, fascinating to me. It's like, I guess, really good timing to be in this space, but it's it's crazy. It's so really crazy. What's kind of your, so what's kind of your 
most excited about the show coming up. Like we said, it's next week. Yeah. I know a lot of people are going to be flying out or have events coming up, uh, even starting less than a week from today or actually a week from today, what the show officially kicks off. So you're going to be looking at uh, people who are all flocking all over to Ve- uh, other, all over the world from to Vegas. Yeah. Um, what are you most looking forward to? Yeah, I think like everyone else, aside from Prosper and Amazon, like because of this terrible pandemic that many people are so suffering from, it's just really great to get out and like go on a plane and, and be safe, obviously, but like see people in person and I could see you in person and whoever. And it, that's just like, you know, something that we should appreciate every day because the last two years, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy for me. I'm sure it was crazy for everyone in their own right. And I think we should just appreciate that. And like, that's the first and foremost, like the fact that you could even go and that you should appreciate every day what you have, because you could see what happens to, to in life. That's just like a little lesson for myself. And I guess everyone, if you want to take it, but that's number one. And obviously because of that, I think people are going to be super excited to come and there'll be a lot of energy and a lot of fun had that people have maybe pent up for a year and a half in addition to learning. So there's so many new tools and pro and, and if you look at the, the vendors, which I studied like last night versus who we initially signed up, it's like so interesting to see how it changes payments companies, you know, shipping companies, uh, analytics, like it's, it's exploded and really cool different companies some companies that were sold you know ones that were bought and merged private equity guys all the aggregators like it's so different than when we started but it's only four or five years so like um to answer your question like yeah just the fact that we're going out the diversity all the people coming it seems like there's gonna be a ton of people a ton of events like it it's it's it should be great again i'm not i'm not involved in running it but as far as like the floor and networking and all that like i i i very excited. I think it's going to be awesome. And I encourage right. everyone to go. It's a little hard to get in a plane. Maybe it's a little right, questionably safe, but but it's really important to go. I always tell people just show up. You have no idea how much you learn from a session or just walking the floor. It's like, it's invaluable. Like that, that's how I built my career. You just got to go out and network. And then right. eventually, you know, yeah. Well, that's the exciting thing is the, the bonds that you always hear from people like on shows like this, on podcasts, or even just in general, when you talk with them, Hey, I met my future business partner, uh, three years later, but we happened to meet for the first time at a trade show or some, an event like prosper. So it's important to do that and do it obviously, uh, and, and to kind of expand because a lot of people even share this. It's a very lonesome journey as an entrepreneur. If you're a business owner, you could be doing this on your own. You can be doing this. Uh, not with the team, but you can be uh, a team of one. That, but to rely on a network and to meet with people in person, this is this is an ex- exciting time to be able to go and do something like that. So yeah, it's um, it's like yeah. a luxury. Like I told you, when I started in two thousand eight or nine, there was no forums, groups. Now, like there's so much, but there's so much more if you actually come and meet and have relationships in person, and like you have the ability to do it. You know, so like in person, which is great. Again, if you can come. It's definitely worth the the investment and the time, and I, and I'm not biased because I don't run the show and I don't own it or anything like that. I just I just think it's it's valuable, um, and it's it's special. So I'm I'm curious too when you're exiting a show like that, and I know we're talking about just uh, Prosper. It just seems very timely when you exit a show like that. Do you are you selling like the names and rights of the show? Is that is that basically what you're doing or the format? How do you? I guess yeah. in concept, it's it's really just. Because it could go literally not just happen in Vegas. It could happen anywhere, but they're just buying the rights to it yeah. and the ownership of that. That's a good question. So again, I was, I was less involved than James on the business front, okay. but high okay. level, like they bought the name of the show and the contacts and basically, yeah, it's like almost like a show is like an intangible thing. But basically, mm-hmm. you know, the, the name, the rights, the website, the database, the ability to run in the future. You know, James kind of gave them the content and like ha- handheld for like a year or two and then handed it off to them, which was the plan uh, uh, over time. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of a weird concept to sell a show, but it's really, yeah, as I mentioned before, the, the synergy is there and it makes sense for them to have it. Um, that's kind of what I guess what you sell, if that makes right. sense. I was going to say it's more in, in the intellectual rights of it or in the standard, there are SOPs or standard operating procedures of Correct. how to run a successful show. And uh, yeah, th- that that's something that unlike selling your Amazon business, which you've also had the fortunate pleasure of doing with quantum networks, you selling something like that is not intellectual part of it is, but you're selling either trademarks, you're selling your goods and you're selling your processes and your brand name. 
So with that being said, and you're talking about this is the first time we're going to see aggregators in the same space. We're going to see a lot of these companies that formed in the last 18 months or so, which is crazy to think that we weren't talking maybe about Thrasio at the last Prosper show in person or like Heyday or Wayfair or not Wayfair, uh, excuse me, Elevate Brands and companies that are coming out of essentially nowhere at the last one. Is that we're going to see that excites you? Is that a lot of these companies that are quote unquote aggregating the space um, kind of imposed now their force on the, the to the scene? Yeah, you know, in 2017, uh, yeah, 2017, I think. The first time we did it in Vegas, there was this guy I met. Uh, it's called like 101 Commerce. This guy, he's like the first guy to try to do it, this guy named Rich, and he was trying to aggregate brands. And that was the first time it was like an idea. And I was like, that's so interesting. Um, <laughs> now, like everyone and their friend like has an aggregator, which is like a whole other discussion as to the pros and cons of that for the aggregators and the financiers of them and sellers, which again, we could probably do 10 podcasts on. I have some opinions on it, but, but <laughs> I have them 10 podcasts. On. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cool in its own right. And like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. It's just weird to me that it's like so hot. Like, you know, I used to struggle to tell people what I do. Do I sell on Amazon or have an exclusive brand or we make our own products now, like they read in the wall street journal. Uh, the New York Times, literally the front page, like what an Amazon seller is and why it's so important. So like similar to my point of the evolution of the industry and its focus, like not only there's so many providers and people are prospering groups, but like Amazon is so strong that like the companies that sell on Amazon are worth millions or tens of millions of dollars for, for sometimes simple brands. Like it's a crazy concept. Um, so that's just a little aside, but let's see how long this bubble or, or, or reality lasts. It's going to kind of consolidate in my opinion, um, mm -hmm. hopefully in a good way. But Thrasio, I think exhibited in 2018, like they just scratched the idea. And then obviously, you know, uh, um, 2019 was a little bigger, but, and then they had the brokers, like the website brokers and flippers and all these guys, but there was no aggregators, the private equity money that like raised billions of dollars. Now there's like a bunch of those. So it's very interesting. You know, at Katita, we work with a lot of clients that, are looking to sell and we make some intros to aggregators and we actually help out, help them optimize their numbers before they sell. And we work with a lot of the aggregators to help them streamline the fees of the companies they acquire. They actually have a special product that does that. So just an aside, but yeah, so like I actually, I know a lot of the aggregators and the, and the, and the executives that run in and it's really kind of fascinating to see this probably going to be, I don't know, five or six of them exhibiting and probably 20 or 30 of them there. And that's kind of crazy for a seller to say like, Hey, who do I sell to? There's like 30 options. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't, you know, it's, it's, it's really, um, really different than it used to be. And it's almost like, like a little too hot. If, if you, in my opinion. So too hot to, yeah, I was going to say too hot in terms of being in that space as a company, or are you talking? No, about it's like, it's, I don't think it's just, I don't think, I don't know how sustainable it is for all these aggregators to continuously buy brands at scale and be profitable. Uh, whether they go public, whatever, like to a certain point, I think the bigger ones will succeed and some of the middle guys or, or smaller guys will roll up to them, which is fine too. But you know, like how many companies can be, be worth, you know, billions of dollars. It's just like, it doesn't add up. At the same time, the Amazon growth doesn't add up. It's crazy growth of e-commerce and then COVID just accelerated to 10 years. So the timing is right for that. But, you know, all these companies, aggregators are really cool. They're great. They're growing so quickly. And... Just, just one other point on aggregators is that uh, my, my whole uh, philosophy on aggregators is that it's important, it's cool to buy brands, but it's much cooler to try to like aqua hire, which is like acquire and hire for, for those who mm -hmm. don't know. I, someone made up that word once. Um, I like it. You, you acquire for the talent, that. right? You acquire, it's, it's, it's been used, right? So you acquire for the mm -hmm. talent. So if, let's say Ryan has, you know, Ryan's toys shop on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I could buy his business for a multiple of earnings or EBITDA, or I could just, try to roll equity or Ryan has a part of the group that I'm running. And then when we go public or do something cool, he has a part of that too. Now the challenge there is, okay, like maybe we don't, I don't get along with Ryan and Ryan, and there's like 20 Ryan's, right? So that's hard on the chemistry side, right? The typical, right. typical private equity models to buy groups and roll them together, but get rid of the people because they need to control it. So like, instead of the point is instead of buying, you know, seven Ryan's, why don't you just buy one Ryan and then have Ryan create seven more products again, easier said right. than done. It's not easy, but alternatively to hire executives, from Walmart and Target and even Amazon and assume that they know what it's like to be a seller, I think is, is, and I've seen that it's dangerous because 
as you know, Ryan, uh, a lot of sellers live in fear and just do the daily grind and they get suspended even though they did nothing wrong. And like, just because it's not rocket science doesn't mean you know how to sell on Amazon. Just because right. you hire PhDs from Harvard or again, supply chain people from Wayfair doesn't mean you could run Amazon sell. You need the sellers, you need that blood. So I think it's important for aggregators to actually bring those people on board, former sellers who like, who've been in it. Like I was a seller, I did everything from, you know, the books to packing packages to whatever it took, right? Like, like hardcore, whatever I needed to do. So like you learn, exactly. yeah, yeah, you learn that. And then like, I think, you know, trying to make it more professional and corporate is cool, but like you still need the people in the pit. And it's very hard to do that in like a big company with so many brands. Like that's just a little, little philosophy about my, that's right. my, my philosophy on, on the model. Um, well, be, and be, being in this space, uh, I think there's, a, like you said, I think that there's a consensus that there's so many that have come out of nowhere so quickly, right? It's not sustainable. It, it's just like probably the growth rate at which Amazon sees its profits and growth happening. You saw it in uh, just because of COVID era. You saw it because of supply chain or logistics. You're actually bursting at the seams with what's capable. Uh, that being said, because I've been in the space to be able to interview so many different uh, different companies with the likes of Thrasy all the way to Elevate Brands to, you know, uh, Perch Heyday. I have lots of different ones on the docket are just like, I'm dying to know, like, you saw all these companies appear before you and yet you still got in the space. Why is that? And I think a lot of them are letting trailblaz trailblazers blaze that trail, right? Make it possible for people to see that this is a, a business model that you can do. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of offshoots. Um, you're going to see a lot of roll-ups but you're also going to, of roll-ups, of roll-ups, right? And then uh, you're going to see a lot of people offshoot specializing in only specific brands or specific Correct. categories, Yeah, right? you're already seeing that. People you're already just seeing doing, that, right? There's a, there's a new one called um, Intrinsic. Mm -hmm. um, guys, I met They're really just health great, and wellness, yep. Really great team um, and really health and wellness and like American-made products and like kind of a different approach. So it's the aggregator approach, but it's focusing on health and healthcare, mm -hmm. which is, is specific, which has FDA rules, which is like unique. And they also, they also have like this kind of incubator model. So that's different. Like whenever I speak to aggregators for Katita or for, for in general, like, like, like you or, or for, you know, just networking or social, I always ask though, I always ask them. And, and James Thompson also has a, like a 25 series podcast on aggregators. And he always tries to say like, okay, how are you different? You know, so they'll be like, um, we go after bigger brands or we go after brands that are a little on Shopify. But usually it's the same idea. Obviously, some of them execute better and have better branding and could pay more. But yeah, I agree. It, like who's different as far as differentiating? Like or else there's a lot of there's room for a lot of the same up to a point, right? You can't mm -hmm. have like 90 of the same. Like just, it's just not scalable because what happens is they all offer prices to sellers. The price gets inflated up and then they wind up buying an asset that's not worth what they bought it for and it just falls apart like inflation or you know, market correction. So they have to differentiate and do it well and understand, you know, the selling model. Um, but yeah, I think the differentiation that some of them are doing is cool. And yeah, it's kind of amazing to see. I know a lot of people who have sold to these companies and, and the brokers that work with them. It's, it's, it's really cool. It's right. also interesting, and just last point, because I, I, sorry. No, you're um, fine. Go ahead. I, I sold my company before COVID and before this whole aggregator craziness. Like it was starting, but it didn't really come strong, right? Until like, 2020 so i call my i sold my company like the end of 2019 and we were a reseller we also had some exclusivities and we had some of our own brands like kind of a bundle of different options mm -hmm. we weren't a pri we had some private but it was just some of it so to sell an amazon business then was like what like who's gonna buy it like we, we went this strategic route we sold to a public company which was cool you know the the concept of doing that was like not even heard of there was like a few brands that have sold there was one that went public and there was a couple of deals that were like flipped but then all of a sudden after i sold and especially after covid like you know, all of a sudden there's like thousands of deals. It was just an interesting timing. Like I, was I had say, to do you regret like selling <laughs> then, or do you, if you would have held on, do you think that multiple might have been two or three yeah. times? Yeah, it's interesting. Remorse, I, right? Or sellers' remorse? Yeah, no, no, there's always really. a reason. There's a reason. No, there's a reason for everything. I mean, it was a very hard year, pivoting right. for COVID, making sure we hit our numbers, working in like a corporate environment. Um, but you know, it was, I'm privileged to have like done that and. Um, we, um, I don't think it's about remorse. It's like, on one hand, when COVID hit, I thought like it was all over because like we're just going to stop shipping, FBA is closed, like it's over. And like we have certain goals to hit. And then eventually we turned it around and we did SFP and 
my partner and, I, and John and I like did all these things to try to keep the business going. And of course, because of that, it grew. So you could argue, oh, I should have stayed on because I could have gone on my own. You could also right. argue without, you know, the cash flow and the strategic backing of this company, I wouldn't have gotten that big. Um, but I didn't know a pandemic was coming and I didn't know that Amazon business would become so hot. So there's no way to know. So it's not a, like regret. It's like, it's just like one of these timing things. Um, but that also got brought me to this opportunity. So you just never know in life. But um, I definitely learned for, a lot along the way. <laughs> thank you for perfectly segueing me to the next point, which is you sold your business. You were out of the events business. The only left to accomplish in this world is, of course, just run the service industry, which we all know is very competitive and very uh, high strung. Anyways, the glory is not there. You don't get to say I sell. I'm a six or seven figure seller anymore. You say I get to help people be successful on Amazon. So my uh, question for you, Aton, is why? <laughs> why put it's yourself a, through all that? <laughs> I actually see it the opposite that you do, maybe. I mean, those are good points. But I know the pains of being a seller. I sold, right. we sold for, you know, 10, 11 years with issues of cash flow and inventory and getting screwed over by vendors, like you name it, you know, your account could get suspended and international. I learned a ton, but like, it's not always that lucrative or glorious. It's usually very hard and tedious. And I think service, honestly, if you want to talk about a segue and a synergy, I think services is where it's at. Cause you know, as they, as they say, um, when there's a gold mine, you know, who, you know, who makes the most money, the person who sells the shovels. Mm -hmm. So all the aggregators are searching for gold. They're going for the, trying to find some gold and they find some and the aggregators with a bigger bank have a bigger drill and they could find some, some cool brands, but they're all using the drills and the shovels from the service providers. So they need ping pong to do their, their Forex or their payments to vendors, uh, or to suppliers. They need Gatita for reimbursements. So everyone needs the service providers that's a bigger market to me. Software in general, obviously in the world, especially with post pandemic is huge. Right. So it's cool and glorious to be a seller, but I'm telling you dealing with inventory and eight, nine, 10, 12 figures, whatever you say, it's super hard and stressful. And even though there's software is like ours that help, I could argue that software is easier to that point. Um, we tried to build lots of software at Quantum and some worked, some didn't. We weren't a software company. One right. of the softwares I tried to build, uh, ironically, was a reimbursement tool, which kind of brings me to Gatita. I saw a lot of loss in FBA and shipments and most sellers don't know that there's loss, but there is, and there's ways to find it. And I built one of the first tools in the market for it, but like I wasn't a software company, right? I, I didn't really sell it as a service, but it was close to me and I understood it. Um, and then, you know, it wasn't really that great. Um, someone actually ran with that idea. It's like it, its own model, its own business, mm -hmm. but I wasn't really happy with the, the results. And then I tried a couple of the other providers out there until I went, met these guys from Gatita, Max and Yoni, um, right. my partners at Prosper, right? Connecting all the dots. I met them at Prosper 2018. Bring this full circle. Full circle it. where I went around, where I went around just like saying hello to everyone and some of the new booths and whatever, just kind of meet and greet. And just trying to understand what they did. And like, I was really interested and I was like, okay, interesting, different approach. And they had the, the results that I had from them were very significantly different than from the other providers. Um, and there's a reason why I'm not going to do a whole sales pitch now, cause that's not what it's about. But again, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a solution. It's a software and a service, really advanced software and a full team of people filing cases that are ex Amazon case managers that understand the landscape. And again, this is this is free money. This is money that goes straight to the bottom line. So there's no reason someone shouldn't do it. There's no reason someone. There's no reason for people not to try. We encourage people to to order on their own, but we can always back it up, and we can work with other providers. But the point is, um, I'm not doing it as a sales. I'm trying to explain like the value. So right. it it was close to me because I came up with a similar idea. I think I was. I could say I came up with the idea, or maybe I was the first one to to code the idea. And we'll now I'm coming it. back yeah, full for full circle, like nine years later after having gotten to know these guys and seeing the opportunity and how great the results were for me, for the company that I built with my partner, John and my team. And they were allowed, and, and by, by auditing, you squeeze out all this extra margin to the bottom line. So in selling electronics, we're on like a lower margin, right? So let's say we're making eight, nine, 10%. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if Katita is getting you back one to 2%, which they were doing, if not more in some cases, I really tried to squeeze it as, as most people know when you sell you sell for a multiple of income 
or EBITDA. So every dollar you get is a multiple. So every dollar they got me was, was worth more on the sale. So it's very strategic for people looking to sell, as I mentioned, and for aggregators who already have the companies to have an audit process and platform. That's why we work with a lot of the aggregators at scale. We're able to manage one to, you know, a thousand different accounts from, you know, a hundred dollar seller to a hundred million dollar seller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, so that's why I kind of connected. It helped me at, it helped me at Quantum and then I want to help other sellers and aggregators and service providers grow and add value and educate. And this is a cool way to do it. So that's why I view services as like the shovel and we're helping everybody. Um, I love that. It could be painful to your point. Why did you say it was painful? Because because you have to compete? Or... Well, so so I, I like to paint it in the very like dark setting. It's not. Uh, it, it's definitely helpful. And that's why I stayed in this industry, right? I... My background, as you may or may not know, I was in the SaaS business. I, you know, we were part of at Viral Launch. Uh, it's no secret that there's other great solutions out there. Everyone's talking about the same data. You get everyone can do it. It's how you package it. It's how you make the UI different. And and I'm partners now with all these different great companies that do a lot of the same things, and they tell you a lot of the same results because they're getting data from the same way. It's how you package it. Um, it's how you price it. And it's also how it makes you feel. It's all in one platform. People want and see value in that education on top of, you know, software is, is key in that space. So it's who does the best job at doing that. And that's how you quote unquote win or get a customer at the end of the day. In the service side, you also have to bring value in different ways. Is that education? Is that putting money back to the bottom line, like both of our companies do, of course that is. And that's a value to any seller in the space of, if I can say I can put two to 4% or you guys one to 7% or whatever the statistics are of getting free money back, it, you know, it's not money that you're quote unquote, not saving like with a coupon. I've always told people this, it's not a race to not spend money. It's money that you've already spent just to get right back to your uh, pocket. Right, so right. It, it frames it way differently than if you're in the software space, but we do it a little bit different. There's services involved. There's people that are handling it. It's an extension of you. And that's why when you hire like VAs or you hire like, uh, you know, like Gatita to help you guys out, like get my, that money back, you know, the ins and outs, you know, the best way to know if there's there, um, you're bringing a magnifying glass to this ecosystem, which it's- is super large and vast. It's a lot more fulfilling in that regards, but it's also stressful. It's a headache-inducing thing of how to kind of stay in front of everything because, as you know, probably we have to adjust just as Amazon does, and if not quicker, faster, and iterate in that regard. Yeah, no, I, That's why I say it's headache-inducing. No, I know the pains, and I know the changes in payments and how that affects your model and the changes in claims that affect my model. But I think one way to view it is like a, the typical question I or dilemma I face that sellers face, like, do you do things on your own or do you outsource? Right. You know, so like you could do things on your own. You could do reimbursements. You should, you should try. Again, we're doing it for, you know, many thousands of sellers and many billions of dollars that we're just doing it all day. And that's our focus. We don't claim to be, you know, really good at advertising and listing up. Opt- we're just doing this, like just right. this all day, all night, because it's so deep and it's so rich and there's so many levels and areas. So even if, so, and I, and I prove this many times, even if someone does this in house, it's fine. But even if you're paying whatever percentage we charge and we only charge on success and there's no long-term agreements, even if you pay us that, we're still going to come out ahead. And I've proven it in a financial model many times. It's a question of trust and understanding that and, and being comfortable. Um, you know, similar similar to what you guys do. Like you can go to some random bank in Germany, which I did back in the day. Back in right. the day, by the way, there was no like virtual bank accounts. There was no Payoneer or Ping Pong or, or, or exactly. World First. I actually went to Germany like three times, two or three times or whatever it was to set up a bank account, which was like crazy difficult just to sell in UK and get the money and whatever. And it was cool because we were like first to market and we did pretty well be- before we figured out the whole vat and the whole, you know, mess and what to do exactly. and how. But now it's so different. This is an example of why, because companies like Ping Pong, you know, or, 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 or your competitors came in and made it easy. So I, I struggled and many sellers struggled with all these things that all the solution providers well, the shovels are doing now. So like, that's great. So if I could be the shovel and help someone, great. And it's to that point, like, why would, why would I, I set up my own bank Forex account when you guys just do that all day and it's cheaper and better and faster. And if most people knew that Amazon charged an exorbitant rate for, for, for Forex fees, they, of course they would use you. The problem is, and the same thing with reimbursements, I would think 65%, I don't know what your number is, 65, 70% of sellers don't know 
that Amazon can make a mistake. And they probably say, so if you don't know that Amazon charges an outrageous fee or they used to, or they kind of still do for, for, for Forex. So, so therefore our role, uh, our, our goal should be to educate the world, which we're trying to do now about these facts so that we could help people succeed. So they can worry about their inventory and whatever they're doing, but they don't have to worry about the things that specialists cover, right? The challenge is how do you find the best specialists and how do you compete with your competitors? And they're all good in their own way. Everyone's trying to add value. So I, that's why I like the service space. I think it's much more valuable than the brand space because, you know, services run everything. It's, I think that's the next uh, revolution. Uh, service your mar- aggregation. I was going to say, we need to get your marketing team on the whole, we are the shovel to your uh, gold searching yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't coin that term. I think someone told me. I, I, I use it all day. A, that's a good prosper shirt, man. Like, I think you still have time. You can get that, those ordered in time. And, and get did you that ever hear that? Did you ever hear that analogy? Uh, I've heard it, but I, I don't hear anyone in the space using that phrase. But I, w- I would give one. them credit if I did. Me personally, I haven't heard it in this space, but it's actually, in business. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's a good philosophy. Well, that, that being said, like that's why there's so many different pillars to the space, which is super fascinating to me as a human and as a person who grew, who's kind of growing up in this industry, right? You see him as a, you see me as a seller, direct to consumer and taking a multi-million dollar company and trying to figure out how can we get products in the hands of consumers quicker, more effectively and cheaper um, than it would be to just sell them directly to a, uh, you know, I didn't know what that looked like, but that's a wholesale model direct to consumer. I figured it out. Then you get the service aspect in software. Now you got the service aspect and you got the aggregator aspect. There's all these different, really cool, shiny, different businesses that you're starting to see this one very narrow industry that you were just selling online. It was really easy to do. Now it's getting more complex, but it's getting complex because now you're starting to get wider. Now your brands can be sold on different marketplaces in different ways all around the world. And you can do it quicker and more effectively. It's just, how do you piece together all these different entities and, and, and solve it and make it work together in that way. But, um, you say it all more eloquently. That's why I call you the Robert De Niro of the Amazon space. And I hope that uh, phrase, hardly. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> phrase sticks for everyone. I'm who's working listening, on it's my gonna podcasting. I, I like, I've been, uh, you know, behind the scenes here for a little and transition my other company. But I, as you see, I, as you can see, I like to talk, um, but I want to try thing. to add value. Um, yeah, I, I no, you say it, you say it well. I mean, obviously, you have your own unique background and education. I, I actually came in like I didn't have any background in any of this. I kind of just figured it out on my own. I, right. I was a, I was a dental school dropout. Uh, I didn't really, really have any okay. plans to go into business or Amazon, which is all kind of a crazy story, which we won't go into now because it's too long. But um, somehow I'm gonna have to, I, I'm I gonna have to, to listen point. to that over a drink at some point. But okay, uh, I'm I'm sure that the, those are great stories to be had. Hopefully, it's not just as simple as you had a fear of teeth all of a sudden uh, and you just didn't want to get bit by somebody. But it, it might be. We we don't know. <laughs> Let's uh, stay tuned for part two on the uh, crossover commerce with Aton. But uh, just want to give a couple of shout outs to people <laughs> okay. who are listening on this. Uh, Yoni, uh, hey guys, I think Prosper is gonna be great this year. Of course, uh, really exciting. <laughs> Christina, who just was announced today is going to be part of the Gatiti team, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, I saw that announcement officially become public go, today. So Christine, Christina's Christina, thanks for, that's amazing stuff. So welcome to the Gatiti team, Christina. Uh, man, I have the whole team listening today. Look at oh, this. Oh, come on. I got to uh, get someone who's not on my team. It's a little biased. No, it's okay. We have a couple. Uh, Where's the uh, ping pong people? I was going to say, well, uh, it's okay. It's, okay. it's late on the West coast for them. They're still waking up, you know, California okay. people, they're, yeah, yeah. they're late getting up in the day. Uh, but anyways, David, yeah, David, what's up? Uh, yeah. And then, uh, he loves my beard, which is <laughs> interesting. He has a great, great facial hair, but he has he a good beard. Sign, signing up for good is no brainer. So look at that, man. We got a lot We're of just, fans. Thank God. A lot of fans in the house today. Yeah. I appreciate everyone just kind of, uh, saying that. So my, my question, Eitan is this, um, so now we're halfway through 2021. We kind of like, we're coming out of this weird, uh, you know, year. Not a lot of people expected it to go this way. We we're sh- kind of shut in. We didn't get to network. A lot of catch up has to happen. If if it hasn't already done, a lot of people are trying to innovate. And I think I've seen it with all my past guests on the show. You're going to see a lot of boom and a lot of great announcements come because of all these problems that presented themselves in 2020 going into 2021. You're going to see like innovation growth, more businesses come out of this. What is your kind of expectation to come from everything that came from 2020? Um, maybe that's why you joined Gatita um, because you saw potential in Amazon. Is there growth in just the Amazon space? Is there growth outside of it? What, what, what's kind of that, that roadmap for you as the new CEO 
um, of them. Yeah. Okay. It's a multi-layer question, but I know I like to um, hit the hard-hitting questions. Yeah, I know it's good. I, I mean, e-commerce is just exploding again. We talked about the 10x probably bigger growth since COVID, and it was probably coming anyways. It's just accelerated it. It's kind of amazing, and again, that's its own other podcast. But like for us and services, so again, most people don't know about this whole reimbursement concept. I think if they do it in-house, they're sufficient. Again, we could act as a backup, and we help you, and we just add value. Again, we only get paid when we're successful. Um, so the aggregators, the bigger brands, any brand, it, it makes sense for them to use Gatita as a service or, or ping pong as a service for that matter, or, or any expert that's doing what they do really well. Uh, obviously sometimes there's different people to choose from and I can explain why I think we're better or different or unique. Um, and that's why I believe in it. That's why I joined. That's why I invested in the company and I'm putting my name behind it after whatever else I, I've achieved because of what I told you, I think the service model is where it's at. I think there's so much money. I know there's so much money we're saving sellers that's strategic in a low margin, very competitive business, uh, which is Amazon selling. And again, no people don't know about it. So my mission is to like let people know. You know, I don't know, 60 plus percent of sellers are in China. Uh, I know Ping Pong has some roots in China. So mm-hmm. we haven't tapped into, yeah, we have some sellers in China. We, we, we support all global marketplaces that Amazon sell, you know, Amazon. Amazon Germany and, and Australia and US and all that, which is great. And we also have about 20, 30% of our client base that are internationally based, whether they sell on those channels or they sell in the US. But we don't have that many Chinese sellers. And obviously Chinese sellers, have, as people have been reading in the news, there's issues sometimes with fraud and you know factories circumventing. And it's mm-hmm. a special, it's, 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 it's a problem, no, no, no question. And, and the review manipulation is a problem and it's kind of drastic what Amazon did. But the point is that of the three, 400 billion and 3P revenue, 200 plus billion is from Chinese sellers, right? So we don't, we have access into China. We have some Chinese sellers, but obviously they have their own processes, their own shows, their own model. So like, that's a huge market that we want to get into. Um, you have to build trust there. It's a different culture. It's a different philosophy. And I've been there on the sourcing side, but not on the service side. Um, so that's interesting. And there's the whole Europe as well, which is not so educated in this whole reimbursement uh, concept. So that's, that's open market. For us, um, again, working with the aggregators, we work with lots of agencies where they roll out the product for all of their clients. And we, it, it works in a few ways where maybe they could make a commission or we exchange you know, partners and leads like we do with you guys. Mm-hmm. Or you could argue that the, you know, the, the fees that we get back for sellers mitigates the fee for ping pong or mitigates the fee for the agency on the, on the revenue that they charge. So that's another cool pocket. We're working with brokers and bankers to streamline businesses before they sell. So we're touching all the corners, the brokers, the bankers, the aggregators, the agencies, the partners like Ping Pong. Um, it's endless. There's not enough time in the day, which is why we have Christina on marketing and, and, and Yoni and Rob. And just, it just It's endless how many things you could do in partnerships, especially with you know partners like Ping Pong with like all these great tools and, 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 and features. And like there's literally we only have a few percent of the market and I think we're the leader in the space. So that means there's 97%, you know, to conquer. So it doesn't, it doesn't leave that much time to rest if you really want to make an impact. Um, and yeah, it's just like, there's not enough time in the day. I'm overwhelmed with good opportunity. Obviously there's challenges and it could be stressful to your point and painful with development and scale and support. But um, yeah, I'm enjoying, I'm really having a good time so far. And mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I was gonna, I was gonna say I think you can hear it in your voice that you get excited to talk about this industry, which is great to have in as a leader of any sort of business, right? You have to be the flag bearer of everything, like you said. You personally invested in uh, Gatita now, so it's it's very exciting that you put that out there. You're like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not just some person who's gonna throw money at. I'm I'm literally now the flag bearer of this company, and I want to see this thing grow to new heights. One maybe final question in this, is that just in the Amazon space or is there an opportunity to kind of grow outside like different marketplaces, uh, whether that be, you yeah. know, international marketplace or even on Shopify? Is there, You're saying is there a place to do that? For 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 us or just? Yeah, for Gatita, for that model, yeah, is so, that ex- can that ex- exist outside the Amazon landscape? Well, it's, a great, it's a great question that we get a lot from sellers. Like, hey, do you audit Walmart? Do you audit eBay? Do you audit Shopify? Do you audit Vendor Central? Like, we're working on it. Like R and D wise, there's a lot of priority. There's so much going on within Amazon and claims and tools we're building and use that it's kind of not a priority, but we're working on such tools to diversify, which is necessary in any business. 
even though Amazon is so big, because like each of the global markets like has its own diversification. It's also, you know, like to, like like sellers know you could spend a lot of time selling on eBay and Walmart. Obviously, Walmart's growing a little stronger now, but you, you know the same amount of time you spend on Amazon, you see a multiple, a much bigger multiple of of reward usually, even though it's competitive now. So same thing for service. Like I could build an audit tool for Walmart, which we're kind of working on, um, or for Etsy, but like it's not that material versus Amazon, which is like every day there's thousands of sellers. It's like it's just endless. So yeah, we have so to diversify. You always have a problem. I think every seller can say there's always going to be a problem with Amazon every single day. So you guys, your your guys's uh, well doesn't dry up, right? It's really funny. Like to tie it, if you want to tie back to the aggregators, um, this would be interesting. So you know, the whole thing when I sold or when when companies sold before, like oh, or, or even just in general, like how do you go to sleep at night or or risk profile and 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 allocation, like. How are you hedging yourself? You're only on Amazon. Why don't you sell on Shopify? Why don't you sell on Instagram? Why don't you sell on Facebook? Which is happening now more to all brands who realize they have to go online post-COVID. Um, but now the aggregators are valuing brands that are purely Amazon more, actually more emphasis on more. Not all, but most but most of the aggregators like they want a sole Amazon brand. Why? Because they understand the numbers, the market, everything. If you tell them you sell on Shopify, like that's cool. Some people say oh, they'll give you some you know brownie points, but like. Even though Amazon's risky, yeah, and you could, could get suspended, and you could disappear, or they could think you're manipulating reviews. Despite that, we'll, we'll pay you millions and millions of dollars for your business. It's like they're encouraging people not to really diversify, just to go hard, build certain brands with certain metrics and numbers that we want to buy. So it doesn't really, it kind of defies logic as far as diversification. But I think Amazon as a company defies logic that, you know, they're going to be worth, you know, probably multiple trillions of dollars, and, and there's not like one sector that they don't really touch that's kind of the crazy world we live in you know how they how they get broken up and how that changes with all this antitrust thing is is going to be interesting um right. and it's something people should look out for um because to answer your question yeah we want to diversify we're working on other audit products within amazon within walmart within vendor within whatever but the core is amazon seller which is like so big and growing as you guys know and having said that we have the technology and the team and the staff here in, in in New Jersey and overseas to to use the same protocols to audit other channels and processes because it's kind of overlapping. It's just a different environment. Obviously, it takes development, but it's the same concept. The, the software to find the problems, the people and the bandwidth and the team to file the cases and know what's going on and how to reply. That's our solution, software and service. We could do it for any channel. It's just a question of time in the day, and that's kind of right. what, we're, what we're planning for. You're building that engine just like any other good company. And once that engine can be replicated, you can pop it into another platform. So I, I think that's exciting. And that's what the innovation will continue to happen and develop and grow. Uh, man, I, I would have loved to have you on for another hour or so, but I know your time is. I, can go, I, I can go all day. I love this conversation and I, I appreciate it. But we could do a part two or I'm going to. Rob, Robbie's going to make me a podcast soon. So we're going to. I'm going to have you on. Told. He's, yeah. Well, not, this on is the, the thing is, is that. I feel like I've been lucky to hear like what, not what you guys are working on, because of course that's behind closed doors, but I've been lucky to like have a mentor like Rob and have, you know, connections like you guys just being able to meet over uh, digitally like this. And I told him, I said, I can't imagine when people are let loose kind of in person, what that, what that will look and feel like when it's in a place like Vegas, I'm a little scared for everyone oh, yeah. that's going it's gonna there. Be so we much, pretty, yeah. The energy is gonna, you know, smash. Which it. is a good thing. Uh, yeah, just uh, I, I hope there, there's a lot of successful partnerships. And like you said, just your stories alone. I think if you're the listener out there and you're not convinced that the Prosper Show is is one for you, I would highly suggest from what Aton says, not because he's the you know co a former co-founder, but because of his former business partners years down the road. That's where they met. Anything can, I, I would say anything can happen in Vegas, right? Not <laughs> everything just stays in Vegas. It can appear multiple years later in, in a good way, not bad way. So I, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll add to that, that I can't tell you how many people have told me. I mean, I don't know how many there are. There's probably so many more, but how many people like at the beginning of Prosper or as it, as it evolved, how many partners met, how many companies were started, how many investments happened? Um, not just the, the transactions between the, the show attendees and the exhibitors, but just people that meet like at lunch and now know they like they're like lifelong like partners and friends and they start their own their aggregator. There's like a few of those actually. 
uh, it's it's you know I always said like if, if we actually made money from some of the things that came out of Prosper versus the show, you know we'd be, we'd be very wealthy. I was um, say. But, that, but that's the point. Like that's why you have to go and show up. Like that's where the action is. Um, that's where the energy is. Um, and especially this year, it's uh, I'm very excited. As exactly. Discussed. Yeah. Well, with that, without Prosper, I guess my final words for you would be: Is there other play, other events that you're looking to? Like keep your eye on here in the future. I know you're kind of the events guy, and you said there's a lot of good ones out there. Um, um, apart from Prosper, which ones are you keeping your eye on for people who might be listening to this who may not know yeah. what to look for? Yeah, so I think now events are you know coming back, right? So they're like people are starting to decide if they're having them. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of these smaller groups and meetups like are, are starting to happen. Dinners, like I don't think there's something as big as Prosper, um, but there are some smaller ones and. Uh, we're looking into some ones. We actually have our own kind of small prime talk show that we've done and that we do. Um, what do we have booked? I think we have something. Uh, there's IRC, which is like uh, internet retailer, which is not Amazon yeah, focused. Retail X, yeah, right. Retail X. So that's, yeah, I always go for many years. It's kind of morphed over the years, but we're going to be there. Um, there's GTG, which I heard you guys well. Yeah, we're going to be there in Brooklyn. That's a great event. Um, it's a cool event. Um, a bunch of others. Uh, right. We gotta ask Robbie. He's, he's got the list. But um, I've seen his list. It's a little. It's a little long. Yeah, I mean, we're, it's we're long trying for me, to. But... Yeah, yeah, we're trying to to be everywhere in a good way. Um, good. Shows are really important, and yeah, and and I think they'll start to pop up more. And I encourage people to get out and go, um, or at least you know do the, the digital version or the the online version. And yeah, it's just uh, hopefully positive. Absolutely. And of course, like after Prosper Show, there's the Empowering Women's Conference. It, like we mentioned before, IRCE, which is now Retail X in Chicago, ASGTG. I know a Billion Dollar Seller Summit is one yes. that will be in Austin, Texas. Yes, Kevin we'll King be there. And, that, and his crew down there. So Yeah, so we're going to we be at all the events you mentioned. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, same here. Those, those are the ones I meant to say. I think there's also White Label Expo. There's a few other right. ones. But uh, um, yeah, it's uh, hopefully it'll be a good uh, second half of the year. As far yeah, as and, ho- and hopefully international ones will start to open up soon. I know a lot of these are, if you're the international sellers listening to this, of course, like those are all happening here in the United States. But um, as the world starts to open up, you know, safely and effectively, um, and people can feel like they can go in the travel internationally and they're allowed to, I think that, of course, like Orange Click does lots of great events over there. Augustus Click Geese, um, you know, seller sessions. Uh, there's yep. so many different great international ones that, I always keep an eye on and, you know, just kind of join these groups in. And of course, like follow people like Aton. Um, we wanted so. to do uh we wanted to do a prosper like in UK or Europe, but like kind of really? complicated. And um, then we sold like that was a talk. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day we, it will happen or something will happen. I was say Gatita is going to have to start pushing their own big event and uh, yeah. they'll be back in the thick of it. Yeah. We have some like, you know, smaller events. We had this prime talk event that Yoni started. That was cool before COVID and obviously it rolls into his podcast and we're thinking about some other, we do some small dinners with sellers or strategic partners, but maybe we'll do something bigger. It's a cool way to, to educate, but yeah, I guess we'll see what happens, but hopefully you'll, you'll, you'll be at those events and we'll, we'll meet in person. I don't think I've ever met you in person, but hopefully I'll see you next week. You know what? Only of, of the 120, what, seven episodes I said on here, uh, I've met one person in, uh, in person of my guests. Okay. So that's I that all it's gonna be like surreal. It's gonna be like surreal to like shake someone's yeah. hand that you you've been watching. Unfortunately, I'm gonna be a ma- I'm gonna be a major letdown for a lot of these people. I'm preface <laughs> no. it right there. I'm a no, lot no, no. smaller. <laughs> no, just I think it'll be a definitely exciting. Um, it'll be a different dynamic for sure. Not just meeting through screens, but of course, uh, we're talking through microphones. But of course, in hand, uh, in person, back on stages. Um, you know, just masterminding, throwing ideas off each other would be really cool. Um, sure. But yeah, I'm really excited. So Aton, what, what's the best way? Obviously, we've connected and linked with you and all your social channels. LinkedIn, I know that you're super active on there, Facebook as well. What are the best ways to like reach out to you if they have questions or comments or smart remarks, want to know about Gatita a little bit more? What, what yeah, other ways can they connect with you? Yeah, email is probably the best. It's just Aton, E-Y-T-A-N at Gatita.com, G-E-T-I-D-A.com. Uh, LinkedIn is, uh, yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn and I have a lot of connections and trying to, trying to keep up over there. Um, yeah, please reach out if you have any questions or about what I said or about Prosper, happy to help. Or even if you just have Amazon ideas or I like to try to help people when I can with whatever they may need, uh, Katita aside, just in general. Um, and yeah, please reach out if you'd like to connect. 
Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we make sure we uh, connected and tagged you in all those events too. So if you the listener uh, are listening to this on our podcast channels, again, I'm going to be in the show notes as well to make sure you connect with him on those appropriate channels. Thank you so much, sir, for hopping on today. Again, the Robert De Niro of the Amazon space. I'm making it stick. I'm going to, I promise it's going to stick. The Godfather. Hey, Rob, of, Robert De Niro is not the Godfather. He's just in the Godfather. No, he's not. Right? But, it's Marlon yeah, Brando, right? Correct. But, uh, I, you know, I, I think of you as, uh, you know, uh, I, would, I would say Robert Nero. You, you think, look you like the Robert Nero. You think of me as a mafia boss? Is that what you're saying? Well, you know, uh, you, you've been so successful in all these different ventures. You know, you have your hands in everything, just like the mafia. No, I'm just kidding. There's, not, there's nothing <laughs> bad in that regards yeah. to you, there, There's so many great, I would think there's so many great connections on what, you know he does, and obviously you do. So yeah, I like it's that. A good, it's, a the always a, it's a good kind of mafia. It's I a guess. good compliment. Yeah, it's a, good, yeah. it's a compliment. I've, I've been right? called a god, a godfather, or like whisperer. I have some interesting nicknames from some of my my colleagues, but that could be another podcast too. <laughs> we'll have part two and part three. Like yeah. we, I'm starting to write down all these different ones. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And start following his under his shows, where we can finally get sure. the schedule. Thank you so much, sir, for hopping on, and uh, we'll yeah, make yeah. sure to drop by your booth uh, at Prosper, of course, right next to Ping Pong's. Okay, so. We awesome. shouldn't miss each other. <laughs> exactly. Thank Thanks, you. Satan. Bye. And again, everyone who's listening to Crossover Commerce, thank you so much. Again, this is episode 127. This is my show that I do with Ping Pong Payments. Uh, this is where I bring the best and brightest in the Amazon in e-commerce space, uh, as well to give you more insights on what's going on in the space. Um, partnering with different kinds of companies like Atita and obviously having events going on nowadays it's obviously maybe a little anxiety inducing for sellers but that's where a lot of business gets done so if you happen to be on the fence if you want to travel to prosper and you listen to this and you're like i'm sold definitely go ahead and check it out um i know that there's different codes out there that are floating around for uh discounts a hundred dollars off if you haven't purchased your ticket so go ahead and do that but make sure that you go and say hi to these different vendors um different people who represent these services again aggregators as well as uh, providers and sellers in the space. Lots of great connections can happen there. Um, if you disagree or if you thought about something different or even want to share your favorite events that you've been to, uh, go ahead and let us know in those comment sections. Um, I would love to hear if ones weren't mentioned uh, today on the show uh, for you guys to go ahead and let us know. But other than that, um, we'll go ahead and catch you guys next time on Crossover Commerce. Take care, everyone.